the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Any questions? Please bring them on. I'm going to be starting some new media projects soon. More on that soon. Um, so don't be shy. I think is the number one thing that I'll always say. Um, I think there's a lot going on at this point in time. And uh, I think there's a lot of things for us to ch- chat about. Um, there's a fantastic article if you want to like understand how my mind works. The things that I find fantastic and wonderful and surprising. If you Google 36 questions to fall in love with, the author of an essay basically uh, said that when you're attracted to someone, you say you're into them and you're feeling it. Spontaneity is key. One partner is expected to initiate sex and marriage proposals when the feeling's right. Um, It's a pretty great New York Times column called Modern Love where... There was a study done, if you put two strangers together and have them ask a series of questions that ramp up more and more intimacy. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it shows you that, like, you could basically fall in love with anyone. Um, and, you know, one of the questions was, for instance, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. And you suddenly you're like, I've been feeling close to that person. Um, so can strangers fall in love with 36 questions? And I think when you start thinking like that way, you start getting the concept of investing may not be what you think it is because love isn't what you think it is. For instance, love is given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? That's a perfect first date question, right? And for those of you who are single, I'm giving you, you know, a cheat sheet of 36 questions to ask to make that person fall in love with you. Um, you know, would you like to become famous and why? And, you know, I think, for instance, my answer to that one is, what do I want to become famous? I don't want to become famous. I want to be known for my work. Um, but I can tell you as a guy who does radio and television, and I do television one, two, three, four times a day. Um, I get recognized by it because sometimes people are in bed making whoopee and they look up and there I am. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, quick turn it off. <laughs> His head is gigantically large for a human being. Um, so, yeah, I'm on the 10 o'clock news, the 8 o'clock news. Like, I'm, I'm everywhere. It's, 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 a lot of, it's a lot of me and I'm ready to move past it. Uh, but I would like to be known for my work. And, you know, every now and then, you know, there's a girl in the coffee room today named Julia. She goes, a couple of weeks ago, you gave advice about how your dad used to reward you financially for reading and uh, for doing things like how many trees could you pick out today? And, you know, I'd go around the city and I'd write down, you know, what the street was and what tree was on it. And uh, my dad was pushing me to learn, which, you know, I think it's, it is what it is. 
Um, another intimate question you can ask your loved one is, or potential loved one, stranger, what would constitute a perfect day for you? And like everyone's going to have like a, a romantic tie towards that. And then you marry that person, you have a couple babies, and suddenly you're on the couch drinking yourself into a frenzy just so you can kill the pain of not actually having that perfect day ever again where you sat on Chrissy Field with a blue blanket and had some champagne. Name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common. That's a good question. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. This is where you hit like all the highlights. I was, you know, born into a, uh, my dad was a military man and, you know, we went overseas and we were in Turkey and Germany and Japan and Greece and we traveled the world, if you call Virginia the world. And uh, I got to meet a lot of unique people and, uh, you know, second grade, my best friend didn't speak any English. That was kind of a worldly experience. And you kind of leave out the dark parts, right? So your partner starts to fall in love with you, but round two questions get a lot more intimate. What does friendship mean to you? What roles do love and affection play in your life? Um, How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? And, you know, set three questions, the final, you know, uh, 12. You say, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. Um, When was the last time you cried in front of another person or by yourself? Uh, what is too serious, if anything, to be joked about? And you can tell that I'm not in love because I think everything could be joked about. Um, of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? I don't find death disturbing. Like, see, this is where you could start seeing that I don't have intimacy and I don't have. And this is why I'm a good investor because I don't get emotional. Um, so when my dad died, it was to me. You know, I felt bad for my mother, not for him. And I felt, you know, like he had taught me a lot of great and a lot of bad. And some of the bad you just don't want to ever do. If you have kids, for instance, go to their friggin' fragging soccer games. If you have kids, you know, pay attention to them. They're not accessories. Um, if your house containing everything you own catches fire, after saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item, what would it be and why? Now, this is funny because that question <clears throat> was one that... My first wife was interacting with another person, and uh, he was French, and he was from Louis Vuitton, Louis Hennessy. He was old enough to be her dad, and uh, we lived in a flat in San Francisco, and she just happened to leave her laptop on one night, and I have insomnia, so I'm out on the patio trying to cool down, because I tend to heat up at night, and I like to cool down, and I saw on the computer, like, what three things would you grab if there was a fire? <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Let's see what that's about. And sure enough, it was her interacting with a guy who was promising to take her to Dubai, which sucked. Um, but of the three things she would catch grabbing a fire, one was like an Ed Carolyn Poe book. One was, um, I don't know, her phone so she can call him. And one was something stupid. You know, like my my wallet so I can pay for things. And uh, I asked her the next day, I said, if there's a fire, could you at least wake me up? You don't have to grab me, but could you at least wake me up? And we went through a divorce mediator and we were separated essentially a month later and six months later we were divorced. So, uh, so sometimes intimate questions with inappropriate people are not a good thing. 
just throwing that out there for you. Just throwing that out there so that when you take these 36 questions, you're not trying to make a total stranger fall in love with you if you have a spouse or a loved one on the other side of it. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, I bring that story up. Um, obviously, you know, one of the best pieces of advice is advice. Listen to me, advice is you can ever get is how can you be rich? And the way to be rich is same house, same spouse, same car. Uh, I always drive cars that are beneath me. And I've always said, like, when I turn 50, I'm going to get a Tesla. And what's kind of funny about that now is Teslas, when they first came out, they were kind of cool because no one had one. And now I want a Bugatti. <laughs> like, I've, I've changed my game. I've changed my price point. Um, and if I can get that sound on my car, on my brand new car, come on down. Um, I would love it. So same house, same spouse, same car. That's how you get wealthy. And, uh, anyway, Google New York times column, 36 questions to fall in love. I think you'll be amazed. Like there's not a lot of love in love. There's just a science of knowing what to ask. Same thing with investing. There's not a lot of like smarts in it. There's just a, a way to play the game so that you can get wealthy over time. I'm online at robblackshow.com, Rob Black Show. I've got a big seminar coming up in Berlin game. You can sign in for free using the code radio25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. We've seen mortgage rates drop. Mortgage rates tend to drop for a couple of reasons. Whether the U.S. economy is weaker and you're seeing people get scared about the stock market, so they plow money into bonds, 10-year treasury bonds and such, because the U.S. pays their debt. Or if there's geopolitical events, whether it be North Korea threatening bombs, or Putin taking over the Crimea, or terrorism, um, that could send a flight to safety into the bond markets as well. Um, maybe some people you know, pump money in the bond markets when they're like, oh, I think the stock market's looking tired. So there's a lot going on, uh, to say the least. And I think that's worthy of note and just saying, there, you have it. It's a lot going on. So take a look at some of the headline stories today. Um, I think I've hit most of them pretty well. Uh, one that I haven't hit, that I'm kind of, how good of a story is it, was I saw Southwest had a computer glitch. And it wasn't a computer glitch that could bring down a plane, thankfully. Uh, hopefully we never get to that point, right? Um, but a glitch nonetheless, and it affected some of their elite frequent flyers. I would say it's the bourgeois of Southwest, but is anything on Southwest really bourgeois? as a tangible apology. So Southwest is giving additional frequent flyer points to its top customers who were shut out of prime boarding positions. Oh, no. They had to take a B or a C, and they couldn't be an A-list or A-list preferred. So in large part, you know, they went to get their boarding tickets, and they're like, what, me? No A-list preferred? I'm outraged. Um, so they're going to get 1,500 wrap rewards points for each effect flight. 
that's a company doing the right thing. They're giving you something tangible as an apology for something that you perceive as a slight. Um, it's cool. Southwest uh, elite frequent flyers, those who fly at least 50 one-way flights a year, they get the A-list preferred status, or 25 one-way flights get the A-list status, or spend top dollar on tickets uh, via their Southwest Visa cards. I'm very There's important. Of, very important. I get to board the plane first and sit on a... Did I say plane? I meant the bus that flies. So they're automatically checked to their flights ahead of other passengers, and the most frequent flyers are all but guaranteed the A boarding pass. Um, last weekend, there was a glitch and gasp, guffaw, they got the C group. You almost hope that some teenage kid had the computer and did it, but that's not the case. So I was looking at budgets, speaking of budgets, and this is all stuff that you have to figure out about companies and if you're going to invest or not. But we know that Apple poached two pretty good um, Hollywood executives. And um, you know that Amazon's out there, Netflix. Netflix has the Disney issue where Disney's pulling the Pixar and Disney films. They can start their own Netflix-like channel. But Apple poached two TV veterans, and they're going to drop $1 billion uh, to make original content. And this is a story out of the Wall Street Journal, which I love, by the way. Um, Still a good read, even though they've got more conservative backers, and a lot of people were concerned that their independence would be compromised. I think it's still a pretty good read, but maybe I'm getting older, I don't know. So Apple wants to be a real player in Hollywood. Now, just to give you an idea, HBO spends about $2 billion on programming. Apple's going to spend a billion. If they can create half an HBO, I think a lot of people would be impressed. And they would turn that into you know, a free video service for their music or a pending video service. JP Morgan recently estimated that Amazon would spend four and a half billion dollars on video through 2017, though there's no official number. Netflix recently said they're going to spend about seven billion dollars next year on content. Now HBO spends about one billion. Stop and think about that for a second and look at what HBO has. They got a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Game of Thrones, Veep. They've got some great documentaries. Uh, Jimmy Iovine, they've got a great uh, documentary right now with Jimmy Iovine and, and Dr. Dre. And what's nice when you create your own content, you own that content. And years from now, your kids may go, <coughs> I once heard about this person named Dr. Dre. <coughs> so I heard about the... <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm drinking a bi-antioxidant infusion. And it went down the wrong pipe. So um, so your kids may down the road go, I want to watch that show Game of Thrones. I heard it was awesome. And it's pretty epic. But you feel like they're rushing towards the end at this point in time. But a billion dollars can go a long way. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. And is this a winner or is this a loser? You know, when you get a prestige show like Netflix's House of Cards, where you get a bang. You get a huge bang. Apple's road to Hollywood has been pretty rocky so far. Their carpool karaoke has, and Planet of the Apps is Planet of the Apps, which is a play clearly on Planet of the Apes, which is an app-focused version of Shark Tank. It's got people like Jessica Alba, Will I Am, and it's just it's just stupid. It's just I'm not going to say the word stupid because I'm going to I'm going to say something nice. It's 
just for the uneducated. Apple's carpool karaoke was delayed for months uh, before finally debuting. Apple's upcoming series held by Dr. Dre called Vital Signs, which is semi-autobiographical, is nowhere to be seen at this point in time. So there's no cohesive strategy. So they brought in two veterans who worked on things like Breaking Bad, and they're saying, here's a billion dollars, go play. Very, very interesting. Now, again, Netflix, $7 billion. This is pretty high-stakes poker. Maybe it's not po- Maybe poker is the wrong analogy, right? So maybe it should be something else. Anyway, you can always find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um... Other stories of note today. I don't think anything's really jumping off the page. Um, again, we have a president who likes to tweet, and the media is, loves that because it's 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 sensational. I think the one of the bigger stories of the day is Target sales rebounded, but people are going to barely focus on that in large part because uh, we could talk about the president, and it's much more <laughs> sensational. Target is a big retailer across the United States, and you know Trump bashing Amazon. Shouldn't he be bashing Walmart? Amazon's created jobs. Walmart's caused jobs to disappear. Anyhow, anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show. It's robblackshow.com. I always have seminars coming up. You can sign up for the seminars for free using the code Radio Twenty Five. For instance, I'll be in Marin soon, and when I'm there, that probably will be your last time to see me in Marin for about eight or nine months. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. There's somebody who's trying to make you a better investor. Try not to take the headline news personally when it comes to investing. What you see out there is crazy. It's insane. It's violent. Um... It's problematic. And, you know, I'm not saying don't use the news. Maria Bartiromo once wrote a book called Use the News. And she used to be on CNBC and then she disappeared in Fox Business, which has ratings, but not the cachet that CNBC had. But in her book, you know, she said, use the news. Like, I'd be careful on that. A lot of news is press releases and it's going to get you in trouble. Um, so you have to be careful with that. So the news, for instance, I could read a Reuters report today out of, you know, NVIDIA. We have a new semiconductor that is going to slice bread, that's going to make autonomous cars fly, that's going to make artificial intelligence. You're going to have, Siri isn't just going to be Siri anymore. It's not going to be a voice on the phone. She is going to actually be a robot in your house. We're going to put, make a Siri robot. And you're like, whoa. That's all pretty good stuff, right? But that's what the company says. And the reality is, is it takes 20 years to actually develop it and put it in place. And then we find out people don't want robots in their house because the robots steal jewelry. You're like, robots steal jewelry? Maybe. Maybe. So, um, I ring that up. So that just be careful in the news. Maria Bartiromo, you know, 20 plus years ago, Jim Cramer was a hedge fund manager. And he admits in one of his books that he used to leak information to Maria Bartiromo, false information. And how he didn't go to jail for this is beyond me. 
where he would basically contact the media organizations and say, you know, hey, her NVIDIA is not going to have a very good quarter. Um, they're going to miss their numbers, and I'm making up the example. So you got to be careful with the news. So Maria Bartiromo would go, sources say NVIDIA is not having a very strong quarter, and the next thing you know, stock drops five points, and they have a great quarter, and someone bought it on the cheap. So be careful. I can also tell you when it comes to stock reporting, whether you're looking at Business Week, um, you know, sometimes the San Francisco Chronicle, um, the LA Times, you know, there's a guy named David Lazarus who writes for the LA Times, who he's very, very smart. But when it comes to talking about consumer issues, he's he's great. But when it comes to talking about, you know, the investment idea tied towards it, like he'll do a piece on Wells Fargo where he talks about how evil the company is. And I'll do a piece on Wells Fargo where I talk about, you know, how the company is incredibly profitable and they're a dominant player in the US mortgage market. And the U.S. mortgage market has no exposure to, you know, volatile currency. has no exposure to foreign markets. No exposure to Kim Il Jong Il Un, uh, anything along those lines. So, watching how the headline news and watching how the stuff that you read. Oh, one more thing I want to talk about: like a lot of the writers for like the Business Week, um, and you know the Independent. You know, a lot of the sources out there, they're twenty-four-year-old kids. And they're working from their apartment and they get published, you know, how many clicks they get is how much money they make. I'd be very cautious. A 24-year-old kid doesn't have your ability to pick stocks or to understand the stock market or the experience of it. They're new. Nothing against them. They'll get there. But when you put a young person in a business section, it can have some scary ramifications because you could read it and you're like, well, I heard that, you know... Expedia and eBay are dominating their markets, and that's fine, but what about their share price? What about their market capitalization, what they're worth? If you were to buy every share of the company, what about their cash flow? What about their debt? You know, just that one headline piece of information gets you in trouble. So be cautious on approaching investing with headlines. So Expedia, IAC, Interactive, and eBay, they've got some pretty hefty price targets on them. Expedia is a favorite of a lot of analysts. And I'm switching into talking about you know websites that tire, are tied towards travel in this case with, with Expedia. And I think we've all used Expedia and Travelocity. And we've all seen TV shows where they're featured as part of the package of like, hey, let's go to Tahiti and let's use Expedia to get there. Um, we've all used Expedia. We've all had this experience of like, let's shop for hotels. I think I'm smarter than the other people out there. And think about how what Expedia and Travelocity did to travel agents, right? Talking about getting Amazon, so to speak. Um, But I digress. So Expedia's got something that is doing very, very well. And you've heard about Airbnb. Expedia kind of came up with the concept of home away. Well, they didn't come up with it. They bought it. And there's a lot of positive commentary on it right now. A lot of the results recently validated the room night growth acceleration thesis. And, you know, analysts are starting to focus on guidance for the future of home away. Now, they're still using EBITDA, which is earnings before interest tax depreciation and amortization. Now, saying that slowly, it's earnings, how much the company's earning, before having to pay interest on their debt, having to pay taxes to the government, having to depreciate assets, and... Um, and amortizing their cost. 
So it's kind of a made up number. It's saying we would have these earnings if we didn't have all these factors involved. Um, but they've got strong room growth in HomeAway and Airbnb. If you read the press releases from young people who are writing for the business journals, um, Airbnb is pretty dominant compared to hotels, and yet hotels aren't having a problem at this point in time. They're reinventing themselves nicely. I remember a few years ago going to a hotel, and they're like, hey, we're having wine in the lobby from 5 to 7. And I kind of thought of that as stupid. I was like, well, you don't need to do that for me. Daw, shocks. They weren't doing it for me. They were doing it for younger people who wanted a perk. You know, $200 a night for a room, they want two free glasses of wine. They want to socialize. They want to network. So IAC has is tied towards a lot of the dating sites like Tinder and Match. Now, Tinder, we all know, is swipe right, right? It's a hookup site on a lot of levels. Some people say it's not a hookup site. I think it's a hookup site. Basically, it's a fantasy site where, oh, this person looks attractive to me. Maybe I'll like them. Instead of, I'll like this person and grow to like their freckles. So, But Tinder's come up with some services that you can pay for a a membership where you get you know unlimited swipes they started with unlimited swipes then they went to like a hundred a day and i don't even know where they're at but they've got unlimited swipes and they've got you know uh, swipe fixes so if you swipe the wrong way you can actually go back now now they have a feature for like 30 bucks a month where you can find anyone who swiped that they liked you you can instantly see them and it makes the whole process faster for either a hookup or you know hey we like each other um, but still, I think the numbers are around 40% on Tinder that people who swipe and get liked, they don't even respond to the other people. They're just doing it for like, am I still hot? Remember there was a website many, many years ago called Hot or Not? And it would just be like, you'd put your picture up and people would rate you. Um, and it's, it's the ultimate, like I was afraid to do it. Like I wasn't going to do it. It's maybe something you talk about at the water cooler, but I didn't want to know that I wasn't hot. Um, so there's a lot of commentary right now on the positive brand business that's going on with Match and with Tender. And take a look at IAC Interactive. You'll see that they own all the dating sites out there that are of note. Um, as for eBay, eBay has been one of those companies that they spun off PayPal. And PayPal is a great asset. I think PayPal is one of those companies we should all pay attention to and consider it for our portfolio, but consult a broker advisor for taking action and stocks mentioned during stock talk, nothing but stock talk with Rob Black. Um, but when you take a look at eBay, they expect 2017 to be slightly above the high end of their guidance. When they come out and say that, that's good. That's market commentary from the management. And it's one of the reasons I do what I do is that you get to be a detective and you get to put a lot of pieces together. And you're like, okay, so why is their revenue going to be better than expected? And the general consensus is that the acceleration is going to be driven by structured data initiatives and marketing should drive multiple expansion. I use eBay essentially every two years. There was a point 10 years ago that I used it 20 times a year. I was buying art on it. I was buying books on it, rare books. Um, I was finding all sorts of things. Then I was like, you know, I could sell my tennis shoes on this thing. Rob Black tennis shoes. Get them while they're hot. You can sell anything on eBay, right? Um, so eBay is still kind of relevant. A little less relevant than they were in the past, but you pay attention to the initiatives, you pay attention to their guidance, you pay attention to their price to earnings, their price to sales. 
And sometimes that's a kind of a company that could sneak under the radar. I'm not saying it's appropriate for you. Again, consult a broker advisor for taking the action lending stocks mentioned. But some of these companies have been around for a while. And, you know, Expedia, they basically own a lot of the other travel sites. IAC Interactive essentially owns a lot of the dating sites. They've kind of cornered the market in this area. eBay still is an online retailer that a lot of people like. And you can find some you know interesting stuff there if you're looking for something. And their general sales, you know, competing with Amazon, they're a competitor of Amazon's. Um, they're not a they're not, you know, a heavyweight contender, but they're a competitor. You can hear me talking stocks every Monday and Thursday at 6 a.m. You can hear me every day from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Talking about your money, talking about investing, talking about retirement, talking about headline business news. You can find me online at Rob Black Show or KDOW.biz. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um... Something that I'm seeing, and I don't want to get too caught up in this, but I think there's some some truth to this. Last year, we saw ratings for the NFL, the National Football League, drop. And you wonder, like, wow, do you remember when Colin Kaepernick's contract was the highest ever? And he only lived up to about a third of that before, basically flopping out of the NFL for whatever period of time, being pushed out of the NFL, being... Um, whatever it is. A lot of people blamed ratings drops on Con Kaepernick in 2016. If he's not going to stand for the National Anthem, I'm not going to watch your programming. The TV ratings for the NFL's Thursday night opener got sacked again. Falling for the fourth straight year as a middle linebacker ran through and knocked Tom Brady in his mouth. The NFL still commands the largest young male demographic of any programming. I don't know if that's in the world, because I like to exaggerate. In the galaxy! But the 12% decline from last season's opener cannot make anyone happy at the NFL, because the owners make money, and the players look at how much the owners are making and say, we want some of that. So this year's opening kickoff between the New England Patriots and quarterback Tom Brady... Uh, failed to get, you know, a spark. The ratings tumble. It is sure to continue the years-long debate of whether the NFL's ability to draw young male viewers is long, cyclical decline going on or what. Are millennials cutting the cable? As Comcast just recently said, you know, that's pretty scary that, you know, everyone's kind of noticing that, you know, ESPN, which is owned by ABC, which is owned by Disney... Uh, has said, you know, people are cutting the cord. The cable cord is being cut, and you know our ability to charge premium prices might slip. And if that happens, the advertisers and the networks can't pay the owners premium prices forever. But that doesn't mean it's, it happens fast. It can happen over a 10, 20, 30-year period where someone else is willing to step in and overpay because they've never been a big player. What if Google and Facebook and uh, Apple get into the NFL? You know, for Apple to say, or for Apple to be linked two to five billion dollars of spending on James Bond catalog for kind of a video rollout at some point in time, that's not crazy to start thinking NFL money. 
So lower ratings are being tied towards the twin, twin controversies. It's the Colin Kaepernick uh, national anthem protest, which tough to believe that one man could bring down the NFL. But another big epidemic that has hit the NFL is, do you know what it is? I think there's two more. It's the male athlete violence towards women, society that we kind of live in. Um, I once was a male athlete, and I could tell you that uh, male athletes get some crazy privilege in life. And, uh, you know, if you can kick a soccer ball, if you can save a soccer ball, if you can throw a football 70 miles, not 70 miles, but 70 yards into a tire while the tire's moving, like, you're, you're godified, you're, you're deity material in the U.S., um, and it's kind of silly, but you're, we heap tons of money on you. So I think that's a controversy that's starting to hit the NFL pretty aggressively is that these people that have lived a kind of a life of, of social privilege uh, where they can get away with a lot of things is coming back to bite the NFL. And as seen by the Ezekiel Elliott issue where the NFL wanted to put the hammer on the guy and suspend him for six games for his issues towards women, even though there's no charges eventually filed and they're saying, well, we know you did something bad. And he's saying, well, you can't punish me for that. Knowing and proving are two different things. Kind of, I don't know. I, I'm not smart enough about this. But it's hurting the NFL ratings. And the final thing is the concussion angle. And this is just crazy to talk about because I know I'm going to draw a line in the sand. But, again, if the NFL, it's all about product revenue, right? It's all about product. And this goes back to you. There's a guy from Fox News, a guy named Eric Bollinger, who probably like to take pictures of his genitalia and share that with other people at the station. Um, even though he's got one of those beautiful wives and his son just committed suicide, which you got to go wonder, like, I wonder if that's because of his dad. Like, that's this crazy speculation that we have in our society. Like, you are product. Do not take pictures of yourself. Do not share them with anyone. Let the world wonder. It's much sexier that way anyway. Um, but look at yourself as product. Because his ability to earn income is gone down because he's been accused of this. And he doesn't have enough data or evidence to, conf to tell people that's not the case. Um, long story short, the NFL is in the same predicament now with concussions. And, you know, the head injuries that are happening to people and you know, players committing suicide after their careers are over. People like Jun Junior Seau, who was an incredibly popular, incredibly good-looking spokesperson for the NFL. Um, but he was traumatized, uh, probably because his head got hit a lot in football. And a lot of moms go, I don't want that to be my kid. And a lot of moms don't care. A lot of dads say, I don't want that to be my kid. A lot of dads don't care. And I think that's hurting it. So, uh, But I think, to me, the biggest thing is it's the young people, 18 to 25-year-olds, are saying, you know what? I could watch YouTube. I could watch the highlights. I, I, don't, I don't have to necessarily be actively involved in this. If you looked at the opening game weekend in San Francisco and uh, Los Angeles, stadiums, they weren't half-filled. They were quarter-filled. The game has gotten too expensive to take families to. And if, when you take a family to a game, you're getting an 8-year-old and his dad. And that 8-year-old becomes a dad one day. He takes his kid. And then he takes his dad, too. His granddad. Like, it's generational. And the families are being priced out. And corporate America is sucking. It's sucking life out of the sports. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial for Stock Talk. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.